This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com Today is Wednesday. It is hump day. It is the 15th day of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2023. And thankfully for you, you're listening to Parrot Talk here in the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio, the way it should be. We are always on air, always online. I am your humble host, Mike Parrot. This is my show. We air from the, well, we broadcast from the heart of America. We air at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And you are just probably one of the luckiest people on earth because you're here with us today. Very special show. Nikki Haley and Hillary Clinton. I am here to tell you, I believe they are basically the same person. Hey, remember this Tucker interview with Doug Mackey? Do you know who Doug Mackey is? Doug Mackey's a guy who was anonymously making some memes on the internet. And apparently one or more of those memes was felonious. And years later, he was uh, arrested by 10 or 12 federal officers in his house at 7 in the morning over these memes. If someone had told you even 10 years ago that you could be indicted by the federal government and go to prison for 10 years for making fun of Hillary Clinton on social media, you would not have believed it. It's a free country. We have free speech. But it turns out not only is that possible, it has likely become much more common because the actual war is over information. One of its first casualties is a man called Doug Mackey, who during the 2016 election made fun of Hillary Clinton on Twitter. And then a few years later found himself the subject of a federal raid, an indictment, and then a conviction. Doug Mackey's going to serve out 10 years in jail. I guess what he can hope for is that with good behavior, if he fails to release any other memes from jail, uh, then possibly... Uh, he can he can he can uh, get out a little bit early. That's the leniency of these United States. That's the type of country we live in. Well, we live in the type of country now where leading presidential contender Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the United Nations, is calling for a uh, total reduction of anonymity online. She wants to know who you are. If you're going to release a nasty meme about her. She's going to she's going to want to know who you are. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pu- pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do it's a national security threat. Every single person online needs to be verified by their name. Every person on social media needs to be verified by their name. It's a national security threat. This is not coming from the Democrat Party. This is not coming from Hillary Clinton, the woman who engineered the arrest of Doug Mackey. This is coming from the establishment's choice for the Republican Party. Her name is Nikki Haley. She was once the governor of South Carolina. She was selected by Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, to serve in his cabinet as the ambassador to the United Nations, as a cabinet-level position 
for which she was confirmed by the United States Senate for service. Ambassador Nikki Haley is now saying that you are not allowed to post online unless you are verified who you are. You're not allowed to interact with social media. Your anonymity, in other words, is under attack. She claims that this is for national security reasons. Let's see if she expands on that. Do that. All of a sudden, people... I don't know why it's not playing through. It's kind of annoying. ...have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. So she's worried about Russian bots and Chinese bots. She's worried about the bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. When I get into... Apparently she's a big fan of cancel culture because she wants your pastor to read your tweets. Look, I have no problem with my pastor reading my tweets. In fact, my priest not only reads my tweets... He retweets them. So I have, I personally have no problem with it, but at the same time, how many of you are on any, any number of social media sites under a, a pseudo name? Because if you proclaimed the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, if you went out and did that, you would be canceled. You'd be canceled by your big evil corporate employer, or what have you. Nikki Haley apparently doesn't believe that we live in a time of cancel culture. Now, I'm somebody who was canceled. I, this, is, this is an issue that is near and dear to my heart. I was deliberately canceled. I wasn't canceled by a member of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. There wasn't a viral tweet that went out of control that NBC News picked up on. I wasn't pressured to to, uh, leave my career, my job, my livelihood, my military service by some alt-left group. No, I was doxxed and canceled by ostensibly a Catholic group. And the same could happen to any number of us, any number of you, if Nikki Haley's plan goes into effect, it's not just going to be the, the left-leaning communists who will try to take your voice away and punish you for wrong think. We live in a country now where there are right-wing communists. There are Marxists in the Catholic Church. There are Marxists who proclaim some of the dogmas of the Catholic faith, but who nevertheless subscribe to the... Um, the tenets of Marxism, such as class envy and class warfare, no respect for property rights, destruction of the family, ends justify the means, total war against your enemies, your perceived enemies, disloyalty means death, etc., etc., etc. Those are some of the those are some of the Marxist tendencies that you even see on the so-called right in these United States. So the enemies are everywhere. And the reasons that you may want to remain anonymous online are legion. 
The fact of the matter is, is you have every right to transact in this country using cash anonymously. You have every right to travel in this country without showing papers or being tracked. And you have every right to consume information, to read books, to read articles, to scroll social media, without having to present an identification. What Nikki Haley is proposing is something so extreme, not even Democrats are proposing it, to my knowledge. Maybe there are some out there that, are, that don't like anonymous Twitter posters. And heck, you know, look, if I'm being honest, I don't really like a lot of the anonymous Twitter posting myself either. It's not my thing. I don't appreciate it. It happens all the time. There are some anonymous accounts that I follow that I think are hysterical or insightful. But I understand well the reasons why somebody might want to hide behind a moniker of some kind or to mask their identity. Not everybody is in a position to where they stand by their words, you know, so that their pastor can read their tweets. Well, you know what? If my pastor is reading my tweets, I I hope that he has something better to do with his time. I really do. I hope that the, I hope that that is the case. I would hope, frankly, that the government has something better to do with its time than to read my tweets or listen to my podcast. But unfortunately, I suspect, and I have strong evidence to uh, support my 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 uh, my hunch here. I suspect your United States government does, in fact, make the time to listen to this podcast and to read my tweets. In fact, it won't surprise me at all. Some morning at 5 a.m. when the feds arrive and they take me away in handcuffs, I, I won't even be surprised. I'll be annoyed, yes, I'll be I'll be angered. I will seek vindication. I will seek a vigorous defense, etc. But I I'm not going to be surprised when that happens. The government is the enemy of the people. This government hates us and anyone who points it out. The government which makes time to decide if you've spent more than $600 with someone to send the IRS to surveil you. The government which makes time to decide if pooling rainwater in your backyard is governable by the EPA. The government which makes the time to ensure that your children are taught sodomy and pornography at the age of five, taught to masturbate themselves per the United Nations Human Rights Accord. The government which will send you or your sons to die in foreign lands without a declaration of war without support from Congress, without a clear enemy objective, 
without any definition of victory. The government which will all but mandate the availability of pornography and drugs and fentanyl and criminals just to keep life spicy in these United States. Let's keep everybody medicated and subject to the whims of an open border and roving bands of criminals. The government which will decline to protect you from violent mobs stoked by racial con artists. The government which will lock down your churches, your schools, your neighborhoods, and declare you non-essential at, at a whim. The government which will arrest you for conducting commerce when you are not allowed to conduct commerce because there is a deadly virus roaming the streets. This is the same government that will be listening to my podcast. This is the same government which will be surveilling my activities. And this will be the same government that eventually will show up at my door and haul me away in front of my seven children. That's the kind of country that we live in, ladies and gentlemen. The level of control and surveillance rivals that of any Marxist, crony Marxist state there ever was. Now, am I speaking hyperbolically? Perhaps a bit. Perhaps. Look, I've read Gulag Archipelago. I know from Solzhenitsyn himself just how bad things were in Russia starting in the 1920s. The level of suffering, human suffering and horror is unfathomable to us and still heretofore unmatched even by the great Satan. That's what the uh, Iranian, that's what the Persians call us. The empire of lies, that's what Putin calls us. So, to, to, a, to a certain degree, we have not experienced the same level of human suffering. But the tools of control now are so much more sophisticated. And I would argue that they're more effective. They're more nuanced. They're more obscured. They're less overt. Instead of beating men to death in the streets and hauling their naked corpses off, We are controlled by mass media, fear, social media, and of course, economic controls. The government today is touting that inflation is cooling. It's only down to 3 or 4% now. The price of gas has come down. Have you noticed this? They decided that the new normal for gas is above $3 a gallon. So when it dips to slightly below $3, when it's $249, $279, $299, You're supposed to thank the government for all that they do to keep you economically secure. Interest rates haven't come down. They're not coming down anytime soon. 
Good luck if you're trying to buy a house. Good luck if you're trying to finance a car. You'll be paying usurious interest rates. Well, actually, technically, I would argue that any rate of interest is usurious. That's just a technicality, though. We don't have to go there today. So Nikki Haley is out there advocating. She's part of the grand old party. She's part of the GOP establishment. Nikki Haley is arguing for verified use to use the internet, verified logins, government-issued IDs. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't even get government-issued IDs to vote. Saying that you need a government-issued ID to cast a ballot in the United States of America in sub-circles is thought to be one of the most racist ideas there ever was. Why, why it's racist, I'm not sure. Is obtaining a driver's license really that elusive to people of color? I'm not sure. They tell us that it is. And if you don't believe them, you're, you're a racist. Is Nikki Haley trying to exclude people of color from the internet? Is she actually enacting... Well, she does come from South Carolina. Is she advocating a crypto-racist policy of depriving black people from social media? Is she trying to whitewash Facebook? Maybe that's what she's trying to do. Now, you're not going to see the ACLU or the Democrats make those arguments. Nobody's going to come at her from the left and say, you're trying to whitewash Facebook. You're trying to kick black people off of Facebook because black people are too dumb to go get driver's licenses. That's the Democrat argument. I'm not saying that they're too dumb to get driver's licenses. They may be too lazy or disorganized, but they're certainly not too dumb. Nikki Haley is not going to take any heat from the left. She's not going to be accused of being racist. She's not going to be accused of an ethnic cleansing of the internet. Even though, apparently, requiring government IDs to do things like cast a ballot is inherently racist. I, I, I even think, I'm not sure if the Supreme Court has declared it as such. But I'm fairly certain that federal courts, even appeals courts, have declared voter ID laws as being racist in these United States. So if if demanding a voter, if, if demanding an ID to vote is racist, why isn't requiring proper identification to tweet also racist? Look, when it comes uh, coming from a governor from the deep south, it sure seems to me like she is trying to whitewash Twitter. She wants to keep all those pesky brown people off the platform. Because obviously those pesky brown people, according to Democrats, don't have the mental stamina or the means to obtain IDs. I'm not sure how these people exist in society. Nobody's ever answered that question for me. Like, do you need a government ID to receive welfare? Do you need to prove who you are when you when you show up at the welfare office and ask for food stamps? 
when you go to the office and when, when you verify, do you even have to verify that you're not employed, that you're not making any money? Look, here's my tax returns. Oh, you file tax returns. You manage to file tax returns, but you don't have a military ID or a government ID or any ID of any kind. Do these people even file tax returns? Are they required to present their tax returns to prove how little money they make? I, I really, I, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. These would be very sound, I would think, common sense, logical questions to ask. These would be like the types of things that you would just have to do if you want to apply for benefits. So you're telling me that there's a whole group of people that are receiving government benefits without a government ID? So you can vote without an ID, you can get kickbacks without an ID, but according to Nikki Haley, without an ID, you cannot be Facebook friends with me. I am only Facebook friends with verified human beings. Because, comma, national security. The Bush-Cheney wing of the Republican Party is in its death throes right now. It is in its last gasping breath. And Nikki Haley, more than anybody with her crazy eyes, she personifies the Bush-Cheney era of the Republican Party where the idea of radical jihadis running around in our country just waiting to behead us is so powerful and palpable that they can justify any government interventionalism that they want. Fear porn sells. Do you remember the days when we would have terror warnings, color-coded terror warnings? Today's an orange day. Oh, shoot, today's an orange day. I might not even go outside. There may be jihadis falling from the sky on an orange day. A red day? Are you kidding me? They reserved those days for like the anniversary date of September 11th or whenever there was bad news about the Bush administration. It's a red day, terrorist red day. You never really had a green day. There was never a green day. Do you remember that? It was always like yellow or above. Because look at the risks. If they told you it was a green day and then somebody died from a jihadi on a green day, they'd have egg on their face. So basically, you were always in the yellow or above until you became immune to it. And that took about 10 years. From 2004, 2005 until about 2015, after the underwear bomber <laughs> and the shoe bomber... <laughs> Under, during the Obama years, everyone was like, you know what? We're just not really worried about this anymore. After people have been felt up and groped by the TSA enough, you're just trying to hop a puddle jumper. You're trying to get, <laughs> you're trying to get from like Denver to LA, okay? And you have to be groped and molested, and you have to show up to the airport 17 hours early. People are like, okay, I think. We've done enough. Once we've had prolonged exposure to the government agency known as the TSA, and you've seen these fine frontline warriors 
These are the first line of defense against the jihadis. And you look at them and you're like, I don't think any of you even graduated high school. None of you. None of you are high-functioning adults. You're all a bunch of weirdos. Who like groping grandma. I think after 10 or 15 years, we're done with it. We're like, okay, this was, this was way too much. It was an overreaction. But Haley doesn't believe that. Nikki Haley believes that she can invoke the same fear, the same, uh, the same insecurities. She, she believes that she can just tell you that there are roving bands of jihadis in the streets, secret cells, sleeper cells, waiting to behead you in the middle of the night, and you will just say, okay... You're right. Let me give up more of my freedom. Let me give up more of my rights. Let me give up anonymity on the internet. You'll need an ID to to tweet, but you don't need an ID to vote. That's the America that Nikki Haley wants to build. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. Don't go anywhere. Shameless profit break. We will be right back. Hey, I just met you, heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone, good luck loser, it's hard to look right when you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt, gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that titan sub, gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. Welcome back to the show. Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I am your humble host, Mike Parrot. Broadcasting from the heart of America. I haven't received a lot of hate mail from you guys lately. So either we all agree with each other, which is possible but improbable. Or you're just tuning me out. Or I'm making you so mad that your fingers shake. And you are and you just can't bring yourself to email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. Or it's possible that you're already living under Nikki Haleyism. And you just don't have a government ID or you're not verified online. So you're not able to send me an email because you just haven't... You haven't done the things that Nikki Haley wants you to do to be able to surf the interwebs. Insanity. This portion of Paratalk is brought to you by the Epoch Times. Subscribe today and watch their docufilm, No Farmers, No Food. Will you eat the bugs? Subscribe today through the Crusade Channel for $1 for your first month by going to crusadechannel.com forward slash epoch. That's E-P-O-C-H. I feel like I should read the will you eat the bugs in all kinds of different languages. I will you eat the bugs? That was Nazi Niles. Uh, <laughs> no farmers, no food. Will you eat the bugs? No bug for you. <laughs> this is the bug Nazi. No bug for you. <laughs> Crusadechannel.com forward slash epoch. One dollar, ladies and gentlemen. That's pretty good. Um, pretty soon, 
you you can get a bug sandwich for a dollar. Hey, did you know that they're putting bugs in Tyson Foods? Yeah, they're just they're just doing it. They're just like, all right, we see where the world's going. We better get the bugs into people's food as quickly as possible. And they're just doing it. Anyway, um, we're talking about online safety. And um, in our last segment, we're talking about Nikki Haley wanting you to be a verified person before you can even log in. Just so you know, this is the, the <laughs> this is this is the typical verified person on Instagram right here. This is speaking of internet security and quote unquote national security. We're talking about cybersecurity today and how safe people's passwords are. What is one of your online passwords currently? It is my dog's name and the year I graduated from high school. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I have a Chihuahua Papillon. And what's his name? Jameson. Jameson. And where'd you go to school? Um, I went to school back in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. What school? Uh, Hempfield Area Senior High School. Wow. When did you graduate? In 2009. Oh, great. We're talking about... Okay. Well, yes, I see what you did there. I, I see what you did there. Um, I, I feel like if I wanted access to this woman's Instagram, it wouldn't be that hard to, to crack. I just feel like it. Nikki Haley is doubling down, ladies and gentlemen. She's doubling down on her call. This wasn't just a mistake uh, that she that she had this interview on Fox News. She is on uh, Ruthless, a podcast, and she's saying the same thing. Here she is again. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name. Because when what about he, Smug? Does he does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses. But I want everybody's name. They need to verify every. All right, so she's she's doubling down on this. Clearly, this is something that she failed to like. I don't know. Poll test is it called poll testing? Did she do a focus group on this before she released it? When you have Nikki Haley money and backing and infrastructure, when you have the GOP behind you and your name's Nikki Haley, you're the chosen successor of the Bush-Cheney regime, you have access to things like focus groups and whatnot. So I don't know if she's already like trying to get Democrats excited for voting for her or independents. I don't know who in the country really wants by-name verification of everyone on the internet. I think, generally speaking, communists want you to be verified, but communists would like to would prefer to remain anonymous. It's that whole rules for thee but not for me thing. Uh, in other internet news, did you know that Ben Shapiro is going after Candace Owens? Candace Owens recently converted to the Catholic faith, and she has treated she has tweeted, "Christ is king." Candace is in some hot water, and. Little Benji is pissed off. Yes, uh, the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this has been disgraceful. But that is right. I can't pause that. I think that I think that her her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not faux sophistication, it's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she's saying, and I find them disreputable. 
Incidentally, Cheese Dale, who works for Ben Shapiro, is uh, also condemning her own fellow Catholic, um, uh, uh, Candace Owens. So you know how how you know where loyalty lies uh, when people pay your bills. When you work for the little Jew and he pays your bills and he tells you what to say, then you have to understand that. Well, you know what? Loyalty can be bought. And when your name is Cheese Dale, with a name like Cheese Dale, when you live in Rome and you're the Rome correspondent for the Daily Wire. You have to do what Ben Shapiro tells you to do. Ben Shapiro insults, mocks our Lord Jesus Christ. Openly on camera. Multiple times, multiple sources, not hard to find. I'm not going to provide it here because I don't have it at my fingertips, but I think all of you have heard it. And if you haven't heard it, just go out and find it. Put in your ID card so that Google will do a search for you. And then go out and find any number of times that Ben Shapiro has openly blasphemed and mocked our Lord Jesus Christ. And then ask yourself why a quote-unquote traditional Catholic would side with him on this issue of Zionism against a fellow Catholic. I just don't know how any of these things happen. Well, here's the video. Let me play for you the video that got Candace Owen into hot water. Um, It's a longer video, and I I wish I had the time to play you the whole thing. I just don't. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to uh, minute 230 here. And she is just asking, like, why is it okay to say that the Jews are so special when you can't say that whites are special? If you say that whites are special, you're racist. If you say that Jews are special, you're not. If Black Lives Matter says blacks are special, we say that's racist. But if we say Jews are special, that's not racist. She's just asking questions here, right? Let's see if we can get this thing to load. Um, She's on some kind of podcast. I don't know if it's her own or if she's got a guest on. Can you answer why Jews are so special? Because as white people in this country and on university campuses, we are being taught that we are not allowed to have a voice. We have had to endure exactly what you're talking about, BLM. We've endured much worse than you have because it's in the actual textbooks. We are being told that we are systematically racist, that we are born wrong because of the color of our skin. And if we say Mm -hmm. anything, we'll lose everything. This is the typical experience on white campuses. So people, this is not what about is, and this is like actually what we have been fighting for years. So it sort Mm -hmm. of arrived as I think for a lot of Americans, a surprise when they're saying, well, now that it's about Israel, which is something that's overseas, we need to, you know, hand these university professors, we need to do something about this issue. Why weren't we trying to correct course on this issue? Why weren't donors pulling their funding out of these universities? Why weren't these same things being said for these last I would say eight years of rampant BLM, white man can't do anything right, actively being taught in the classrooms. So there are people that are asking that question now. What I have said is that explicit calls for genocide, which was stunning to me to see that in, mm. in, in Congress, are completely wrong. It is com- frankly crazy. I have not weighed in on the IDF's response in the same way that I, I have consistently said through every war, Ukraine and Russia, I don't want to be involved. I have said I don't want to be involved in Israel and Palestine, all these conflicts. My consistency seems to offend people, right? But I haven't made a single tweet or a single comment on IDF's response in Palestine. 
I haven't said a single thing about that. I have said it is okay. always sad when a child dies. And the lack of humanity that I have seen from both sides has been very troubling for me. But well, to say if, that if I have to weigh in and suddenly, be, be, you know, wave an Israeli flag and say things that, you know, be, because you decide that you get to use my platform because it's personal to you. How is that fair to people? How is that fair? And then to then go a step further and to suggest that it, it might be anti-Semitic, which is basically silence as violence as a leftist tactic, to me feels very extreme. This is not about a geographical, geopolitical dispute between Israel and Palestine. This is about an ideological mission to rid the world of Israel and, and the Jews. That's what I think people misunderstand. Yeah, well, I, well, Jews live very comfortably in the United States of America, so they're not going to be, I mean, it's, you know, obviously. Jews <laughs> they are, lived comfortably in Germany before World yeah, War, but before either, Germany too. I, I, they did. I, Doctors, I lawyers, really struggle. I really struggle when people start using, you know, Things that have happened in the past that are abhorrent, like slavery, to say that, like, if this doesn't happen, then slavery is going to be back. Or if this doesn't happen, then it's going to be the Holocaust, too. I think there's a lot more meaningful chatter and discussion that we can have. We don't have to resort to that kind of, you know. History um, repeats itself if you forget it. You know, you have to be conscious and Jews, especially. Unfortunately, I, I'm a grandchild of all four of my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So what I know do you the make of the Holocaust well. survivors and the Jewish people in New York City that are protesting on behalf of Palestine? That's a great question. Yeah, I think that there's a, a very strange, bizarre, um, I mean, it's the same people that you would condemn as the people of the white people who bowed down to BLM protesters who hate themselves and feel a certain sense of guilt. They feel a certain sense of, I think a lot of the ideologies on the woke left, to the extent that things are good and prosperous and virtuous, they condemn as bad. And the things that are broken morally and depraved, they see as good. This is the lens by which the far left views things. And I think these Jews that happen to be politically far left and maybe are not that connected to their Judaism or are culturally, maybe culturally Jewish, but don't have a strong Jewish upbringing. Not to say that politics and being a Jew go hand in hand with the same political identity. But my point is, just like those, the, the white people who in, in mass on, were, were bowing down and feeling guilty about themselves simply for being white or people who feel guilty for being successful or the anti-capitalists who say anyone who has something is necessarily bad. Some people buy into that sort of masochism of hating themselves in, to gain favor with people who want their destruction. It's so, really sick. So would, so would you say that in order to be a Christian, you have to, a Catholic, you have to support the Vatican? Like you can't be a, a, Jew, a Jewish person that doesn't, just doesn't support the state of Israel. Is that what you're implying? Yeah, well, I because I have so Jewish friends that are pro-Israel and I have Jewish friends mm -hmm. that say that they are they just do not support Zionism at all. And that they think that the creation mm -hmm. of the Israel state is something that is political and has nothing to do with actually the Jewish faith at all. And so mm -hmm. I listen to both of those sides. I try to hear both of those voices. And right. I don't think having a different perspective makes any person less Jewish. And I think it's been problematic to hear. And this is not you. This isn't a criticism towards you mm -hmm. when they say, well, to even have that perspective makes you not Jewish because it's so reminiscent right. for me of me saying I'm a black conservative. And they say, I, oh, well, even I, to be a black Republican, it's, it's, you know, of it, course there are. Gannis Owen is uniquely qualified to make these arguments, frankly. Uh, this will be maybe one of the first times that I've ever endorsed anyone from, from conservative Inc., so-called conservative Inc., you know, people who get paid the pundit, the pundit class of sort of normie conservatives that are out there. But I think that she's uniquely qualified to ask these questions and make these arguments as a black conservative because she gets, she gets called Uncle Tom all the time. She's not allowed by her her identity as a black woman. 
is called into question. The left hates her, and they say, well, basically, she's a turncoat. She's not, she's not black anymore. She's not black enough because she has wrong think. So she's asking, okay, well, if that's true of me, and you, and, you, and you don't support that point of view, you think that's dumb, that's identity politics, then why can't we have Jews, non-Zionist Jews? Is it possible to practice the Jewish faith without simultaneously demanding a political state of Israel, Zionism? Well, she's, she's uh, now being uh, attacked by the Daily Wire apparatus, which is strange because, you know, she has a good relationship with them. I don't know if they're going to can her, fire her. I don't know exactly what her deal is with them or if they're going to just, um, if they're just going to release her from her contract or anything like that. There's a Twitter war happening. A lot of comments, a lot of quote tweets. Look, as part of the quote tweets... She has condemned the United States using nuclear weapons on civilians. Because people try to get a, to try to get, uh, do a gotcha on her. They're like, well, you know, innocents are going to die when Israel conquers Gaza, just like how the United States dropped nukes in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and innocent civilians died then too. And we didn't call them future terrorists or justify it in that way. And she said, yeah, and we shouldn't have done that. What's your point? I'm, con- I'm consistent. And she is. She is making a consistent argument, a consistent Catholic argument. There are, there, in, in, in Catholic just war theory, promulgated by St. Augustine, which incidentally, by the way, Frank the Tank in the Vatican has said specifically in a footnote, in a papal document, we don't need just war theory anymore. We just don't need it. It's outdated. So just war theory, the theory of war that, um, that, has, that has governed basically the, uh, the conduct of civilized war to the extent that such a thing could exist um, for 1,500 years is, is outdated now. But in just war theory, there is the idea of proportionality. There's the idea of minimizing collateral damage. There's the idea of only engaging enemy combatants, only engaging military targets. You target military targets. You don't target civilian targets. Have all Western nations, have all Christian nations always uh, abided by this? No. They have fallen short of the standard. Yes, that's right. They have fallen short of the standard. Does that mean that there is no standard? Has that abrogated the existence of the standard? Certainly not. Candace Owen is merely articulating the Catholic point of view here, which is that you're not allowed to commit atrocities just because you think someone committed an atrocity. You don't get to slaughter a thousand children in Gaza and then justify it by saying, well, they're future terrorists. Future terrorists? Would we ever go into the inner cities and slaughter a thousand black children and say, well, they're future thugs? To be fair, we do live in a nation that would go into the inner cities and slaughter a thousand black children, but we would just call that elective abortion. We would call that health care. If you said you were doing it because they were future thugs, you'd be a racist. 
So Candace is taking heat. Now, I don't know the the whole history of Candace Owen. I don't know a lot about her. I really do not pay attention to conservative ink. If you work for the Daily Wire, I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how funny you are. I don't listen. I'm just not going to listen. You're controlled. You're phony. You're big conservative ink. There's big money at Conservative Wire. Big time money. I know this firsthand. I won't tell you how or why I know this, but at one point in my life, I negotiated a film deal with the Daily Wire, and they were going to put up millions of dollars for a film. So I know that they're sitting on some cash. These people are making hand over fist money. And they are controlled by Ben Shapiro. And Ben Shapiro is a Zionist. And if you don't support Zionism, including... supporting genocide in Palestine, then, I don't know, I guess you can't work for Ben Shapiro anymore. So where does that leave Cheese Dale? Where does that leave the Rome correspondent for the Daily Wire? I guess she supports genocide in Palestine. Sounds to me like that's what she supports. Anybody surprised by that? This is the woman who says that the FBI should be looking into the SSPX, that anybody that Cardinal Burke says is schismatic should be investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. She has said this on Twitter. Would it surprise you at all that someone who who wants to turn the FBI against traditional Catholics also has no problem with slaughtering of innocent people? But she goes to the traditional Latin Mass at the Institute of Christ the King. So she's a trad. She's one of us. There are two civil wars happening in the world today. There is the civil war happening globally between Zionist nationalist Judaism and religious Judaism. And that's being played out all over the the planet. It's being played out even in our Congress, even in our streets. And there is the civil war between traditional Catholics and the invented 1967 religion. And the fact of the matter is that there are four parties at play here. And it can be very confusing on who's working for whom. Because here you have a 1967 new religion person who likes the smells and bells and portrays herself. She's infiltrated the the true Catholic Church. She's infiltrated it. She simulates Catholicism. Meanwhile, she works for, collaborates with, and is paid by the nationalist Zionist Jewish faction. So who does she really represent? And here's the real question, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll leave this with you to ponder. What's the difference between the nationalist Zionist faction and the 1967 invented Catholic religion? Is it really two separate civil wars that we're fighting? Or is it just one? Thank you so much for listening. This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. Be right back on Thursday. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. God bless you. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com